1: We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office supplies at huge savings? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio, 630 check.
0: Our friend Gene from the north side texted in at 630, 630 and said, Bob, Moonlight Desires, 1987 in Grand Prairie. I was in Grand Prairie in nineteen eighty seven and eighty eight. There was a place called Jiggers on the Wave. That was the name of the bar, I kid you not. Oh man. Oh the days I won't say which which reforestation company, but we had some good times. It is twelve thirty four Edmonton. Bob Stoffer with you along with Mark Spector. Stoffer and Spector every Tuesday on Witters Now for Horse Racing Alberta. Who remind you, the new Century Mile Racetrack and Casino is now open in Nisku. uh HRA with 7,000 men and women employed in the horse racing industry. Hello, Mr. Specter. How are you? Turn that mic on. Never been
1: better, Bobby. Never now you, been better.
0: You, you, you just said you weren't the biggest Gowan fan back in the day?
1: I don't know anything about Gowan. I never listened to it What about Gowan. Sticks? Grew up with Sticks. Come on. We all yeah. know some Sticks. Yeah. Right? But you didn't like
0: Mr. Roboto.
1: Hated Mr. Roboto. No. Yeah. I was more of a, I don't know. What, I mean, I'm. what year... Would sail away have come out in bomb? Oh, I'm were th- we not dancing to that in junior high dances? Uh, I'm thinking what year? So, well,
0: I think they were at their apex like 78 to 82, right? Uh, so so that, when we're like 13, yeah, 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 wow. So when you were in grade, and nine. they're still playing longest three years of your life, but oh anyways, my goodness, yeah, so
1: they're coming to the river Cree, coming to the river Cree. Gee, that's something. Do they arrive in an ambulance or do they actually? <laughs> How do they get there? Well, that's why they have
0: Gowan. Because who's the lead singer? Of Sticks was it Dennis DeYoung? Was that who the lead singer? I'm trying to remember. Can uh, Brendan? This is why we have you here. Can How you? How do they remember the words at that age? Ball. It was Dennis DeYoung. It was because he had another song in about 1984 where he kind
1: of it was a big deal. I remember, but. Uh... All that stuff's going on. I was at a party the other day. Tom Jones—they were playing Tom Jones covers. He's covering all this new stuff now. Isn't Tom
0: Jones like on like the One of the Idol shows over in Britain? He's like a Could
1: huge be. deal over there. My mom had a huge crush on him. On when Tom I was a Jones. Kid. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. All, all the moms did. <laughs> I think he's on the British Voice because my daughter. <laughs> really? Oh yeah. My daughter watches okay. all those shows. So the British Voice. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So there you have it. Wow. Hey, uh, we'll get to the litter stuff maybe in the second half hour. Yeah, sure. We're going to have a little bit of uh, debate. Um, so there's a nationally based writer who always hasn't been the most sympathetic guy to Edmonton. He writes for the Globe and Mail. Uh Cajal Kelly, is that correct? It sucks. Yes. And that's now that's gotta be very Irish. Is that an Irish name, yes. And he can he can write, as opposed to the guy who used to wrote write for the National Post nationally. Yeah, that who, guy could really write. No, that guy had a modicum. Cam was, Cole retired though. Then they, had, <laughs> they
1: heard you I tried to fill that job unsuccessfully <laughs> for a while. Uh, here I am today. But I think
0: we'd agree, in fairness to Cajal, who did not own Always say the most, but
1: when did he come to Edmonton? What event did he come to Edmonton Oh my for? goodness, would it have been a soccer game? A big soccer yes. game, I think it was. Okay. He ripped Edmonton up a little bit for something. I forget what. He wrote a column. uh These things happen, Bob. Yes. You can't have a thin skin. Oh, well, no, the other thing is, the lowest form
0: of uh you know, we've, we've discussed for, this. Yeah. Uh, for writers or for broadcasters, uh if, if you're going down the path where you're belittling other markets all the time, that's akin to comedians that sit there and have to rely on fart jokes. You yeah, know, it's really, an old shtick, for you're sure. You're Probably not that good if that's your shtick. Anyways, one thing that... He's pretty good, though. He can write. This guy can write. And he wrote a piece. uh, Kawhi Leonard reveals himself as the most clever operator in sports, a cunning dynasty builder who wants to create a legacy, and I applaud him. It's a well-written piece. It's got to be stated. But there's a line in there that I found really interesting. I briefly brought this up yesterday. Though his time here was short, he remains the greatest player in Toronto sports history. Perhaps even because his time was so short. What do you well, think of that? David Keon thinks of that. <laughs> well, Dave Keon always Dave, had a very high opinion of himself. What do you think George Bell thinks of that? Only surpassed by his son, who's got even a higher opinion <laughs> of himself. If you're good at work in public relations, don't be afraid to actually like people.
1: Yeah. There I, you go. Uh, you know what? To me, like, we've heard a lot of this the last little while. They should retire Kawhi's number in Toronto, right? He played one year. I well, I think to me, there needs to be a level of longevity. Sure, he's a great player, but I think what we're talking about here, Bob, is he a great Raptor? The was he? The a... greatest player in Toronto sports right. history. He was right. there for a year. There for 12 months, or probably what? Nine months when you consider the season. So I personally feel like there should be a. You know, there's a, an element of longevity that needs to be attained before anyone gets a jersey in the rafters. Uh, we talked about this off air. I'll let you say the name. I was trying to think of a, of a comparable here in Edmonton, and you came up with the comparable.
0: The, the comparable is, and people are going to cringe, Chris Pronger. Now,
1: had they won,
0: he would be the comparable. Right. Had they won. He would
1: have won the consmite. There's year.
0: no question. If the Orders win the cup, Pronger wins the consmite yeah. that year. Yes, that's true. And, and he, he would have been the guy. He was the best player basically from Mark Messier some would say until Connor McDavid. I might assert the best player the Oilers had from Connor McDavid to Taylor Hall because Taylor Hall was a pretty good player yeah. in
1: Edmonton. But Pronger was in his prime in Edmonton. He took them on his back. Right. Uh, Rollison doesn't get hurt. Let's say they probably do. Toronto actually had a better team. The Raptors
0: they they did better the pre- several previous did more components right. Sure. I, than, I know what you're saying. Right yeah. than the Oilers did in that run. So Chris Pronger. Yeah, that's fair. Now big but, di- okay. big difference. Buyer beware for Toronto. They knew it was a. But none of that matters. None of the Right,
1: none of that. Matt. We're talking, we're talking because carving this guy's head himself into, out of the, him. into the Mount Rushmore of Toronto sports is what we're talking. Right, about. and and would we be saying the same thing about Pronger in Edmonton had he succeeded and won that cup? The guy the was six? a hell of a player, great player. Oh, for sure, he dominated. Should have won the Conn Smythe, even though they lost. I right. thought, but right? That's I fine. agree, that's fine. Uh, but sorry I would to not the Ward ha- family that might be listening right I now. I would not, <laughs> yeah, I would not hang his jersey. Not in, a in the, in the Oilers. Not a chance. No, you got to play for a while. You got to spend some time. So, so I think that I mean, there's two things here, Bob. A, you and I would I, I take a degree. They shouldn't even retire the number two. For the Raptors, right? I agree. I don't think he should be retired in Toronto. No, I, I don't either. So then to extend that to being the greatest athlete in Toronto sports history seems to me to be a little overreaction, perhaps in a market that hasn't had greatness for a while. And we haven't had that. And maybe point. it makes
0: you appreciate what we've had here to a certain yeah. degree. I mean, I can remember one night listening to John Short, and it was the greatest lesson <laughs> that Don Horwood ever told me. I kid you not. John had Wayne Gretzky and Warren Moon on back-to-back. Mm-hmm. And then John had Don Horwood on. Okay, <laughs> what Horwood say? Well, he made <laughs> light of it, but John treated all three guys the same way. And I'm thinking to myself, he did, yeah. we had a market where Wayne Gretzky and Warren Moon were here at the same time, and, and Warren Don Moon Horvath. is a Hall of Fame NFL player. Oh, yeah. And hey, Kawhi is a slam dunk Hall of Fame player. We know that, but it was one year in Toronto. Yeah. And you know how many years was Moon here? Five or six years. Um, 78 to 83. 78, so. 79, 80. Uh, six years. Did he leave after the last Great Cup? Did no, he, he left in. No, because he won the MVP in 83, but that was his last year. And then okay. he went, yeah. So six
1: years in Edmonton, right? Yeah, of course. And, you know? and several championships. Five. Five of them. I sure. mean, he didn't have a lot to do with the first couple, but. Um, whatever. But it was a huge factor for in '81 '82, right? <laughs> yeah. So,
0: just ask those guys from the Hamilton Tie Cats; they're still looking over their shoulders after getting, you know, David Marler and his group got bombed 48-10 in that game. So that's the point. Like, you know, it was really interesting, and maybe it does speak to the how you know we've been lucky here. Mm. Even though it's been tough times lately for the Oilers, I mean, you have a market in Toronto that has not won a Stanley Cup since... 67. Right, since 67. So won they, haven't, a they haven't won a playoff
1: series. Won a few World Series. Yeah. You know, and which, that's why... And that's, that's what I said, I said, how do you overlook those guys? Well, for sure. Like, Robbie Alomar is by far a greater Toronto sports product uh, hero legend than Kawhi Leonard will ever be in my eyes. so yeah. like, It's not even close. Yeah. Right? George Bell... Let's face it. He was a great, great Toronto player for a long, long time. Uh, Dave Steeb. Come on. Yeah. You know, Kawhi. I mean, yeah, come back and do it for another contract. Now let's talk. But don't come in here for one. And let's make this clear. Kawhi Leonard's not saying this. Right. It's other people who are saying that right. about him. But... And, it, and it's it, it's just an interesting one. And, yeah. back, I mean, back to Pronger.
0: Uh, you look at Kawhi. Wendell Clark. Kawhi was looking at the team. Kawhi was playing the team. The, the team they were playing had the injuries right like try, yeah. I, that doesn't take yeah. away like you know yeah, what they won they beat the team in front Golden of the Golden State's first championship right uh Miami was was it Miami was he was LeBron with Miami or Cleveland at that point anyways LeBron's team was I'm thinking of. anyways they were all banged up, up. You know it was Cleveland that they beat the first championship mm-hmm. and they were all beat up and I'm just I'm thinking to myself Excuse me. Like it's it's pretty interesting because with Chris Pronger and the Oilers, it was the you know yeah there was some injuries for Carolina, but not their number one goaltender. Like Edmonton lost in seven games in that series without their number one goalie being available for the critical. They were
1: that that series was a complete toss up. Was scored two one Carolina after forty scored an empty net goal. Right. So that that's one of those coin flip. Right. Periods it's, of hockey that could have changed the And I don't the think anybody would <laughs> sit here and say
0: that Chris Pronger is the greatest
1: player that's ever, you know, but again. Well, and Pronger, uh, not unlike. I mean, Pronger chose to leave Edmonton. Yes. Now, he was under contract. So did and He was Ka- forced to trade. But Com- Kawhi chose to leave. Uh, he was not under contract. Right. And that's, But really, that's... the sentiment was the same. Neither guy wanted to play in the city anymore yeah. after they had their one year there. Right. And that part is similar. And. You know, whatever, one year. like, But again, maybe you're right, Bob. Like, when I look at other cities who put names up in the ring of honour and they hang their... And let's face cities want to... Teens want to hang banners. Yeah. Teens want to honour their greats. But when you look at some of the greats honoured in a lot of other cities around Canada, and you go, well, that guy never won a cup. You know, here you got Kevin Lowe won five cups in Edmonton. His number is not retired, right? Right. You know, like that... Kevin Lowe in Vancouver, in Calgary, in Winnipeg, in Toronto, you know, in Ottawa, his number's in the in the rafters. Yeah. Five cups he won here and his number's not retired. Yeah. That's a sign Where of a he town was, that had some success. And,
0: and he was in their top four of the defense the entire He's time. He was, was a pillar of that part, team, was a leader, of all, all that kind of stuff. All
1: of that stuff. I mean, it is it is interesting. You could See text you know, us at 630-630. And, the, for instance, a guy like Thomas Gradeen, a really good Canucks, Stan Smeal, awesome, legendary player there. They're up in the ring of honor or whatever they're calling it, rightfully so, but there's not a lot of hardware to go with that,
0: right, in Vancouver. Do you know what it sort of... I don't know. Were you at the Heritage Classic in Winnipeg when the Oilers played the Jets? Uh,
1: no, I didn't go. Okay, that.
0: so when they did the alumni game, <laughs> yeah, they, well, inter- were the they, inter- they introduced the Oiler players, and it's like you know, a uh, two-time Norris Trophy winning defenseman, a 17-time yeah, sure, All-Star, sure, of course, uh, hockey Hall of t- Fame, you know, highest-scoring defenseman NHL playoff history, Paul Coffey, and then they yeah. follow that up with like you know, Glenn Anderson, and then you're and, yeah, well, and then crazy. the Jets, then, then they're rolling Jets, out yeah. the Jets,
1: right? And uh, yeah. look, it's uh, you know. Won the Molson Cup in 1984. He was a key part of their 1984-85 <laughs> uh, team that was uh, fifth in the league. It's in the poor state. Winnipeg, because they had some really good teams, and they were just in the wrong place, wrong in the division. Time, man, yeah, absolutely. I'm Alex Rodriguez, and I'm Jason Kelly from Bloomberg. This is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal making across sports, media, and entertainment.
0: They were. All, right. all right, it's 12.46, <laughs> we're going to take a quick timeout. We'll talk a bit uh, about the word hero when we come back In Oilers Now.
1: This is Connor Mathieu from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer
0: on 630 Chad. So, uh, Stoffer Inspector for the horses, for what, has this been year five now that we've done this? We should uh, put a shout-out to our friend Jeff Robillard and all the people at Horse Racing Alberta. Uh... I know that uh, there's been some challenges over the last several years, but uh, appreciate yep. their support. Um, you know, it's uh, it's great to see things out at uh, taking place moving forward here for. Uh the location in Nisku at Century Mile Racetrack and Casino. So, uh, special thanks to them for supporting specifically
1: yeah, your your involvement yeah. on our show. Oh, for sure, and and they're they've been good to us. And uh, the horse racing industry's been, you know what, well, we've all been you, when you grow up in Edmonton, you grow up around it, right? It yeah. was always around. It was like a lot of cousin was into uh, Sulkies and spent a lot of time at the track. Fun place, and yeah. uh, I hope it goes well out there. For yeah, them. absolutely. By the way, did they not just step up for your golf tournament? Mm-hmm. I would like to send a shout out to, for uh, to Jeff and Horse Racing Alberta sponsoring the uh, sixth annual. Spec Golf Classic, Bobby.
0: All right, so uh, this is your opportunity to plug it. You have 45 seconds to a minute, then.
1: Well, <laughs> I don't, well, I, I always... How, like is it almost sold out? It is sold out. It's sold out. It's sold out. Okay. Although, uh, you know what? And it's a tough time. Like all the people that sponsor how, you. How come I didn't get an invite this I'm year? just doing the celebrity invites now. You know what I found over the years, Bob? You start inviting people uh, like three weeks ago or a month or two months ago. And nobody can give you a debate. And nobody can give me an answer. So yeah. I just leave it till the end. What date is it? It is on July 31st. That is, a Wednesday. It's the last okay. Wednesday in July. So and, uh, if you want somebody to come and wreck their foursome's day, I, it do could you want... be you. Yeah, I'm I'm waiting to see if I have a foursome that will accept you, Bob, as uh-huh. a partner. How is, how is it? Hey, and Brendan. Let me send a you... shout-out to a Carter. Uh, if Carter Hart or Sam Steele are uh, listening, uh, give me a call. Yeah, I'd like to uh, have you at the tournament. Now, how pathetic is that? <laughs> well, both uh, guys said they'd play,
0: but I haven't heard from you. Okay, July uh, 31st. Can you host that day? Did we discuss that? I think we initially said July 20th. No, I didn't say you were playing, Bob. Oh, okay. okay well. <laughs> well, maybe I'll wait to hear back on this before I tell you one or, <laughs> or the other. Well, <laughs> story of my life. I'm going to get you back for that one, buddy. Just remember. Uh, Bobby, you're always welcome.
1: Yeah. Really. Always welcome. Hey. Uh, At the quarry, by the way. Yes. At the quarry. 20, yes. All seven, uh, 27 holes in use. We also do an Oilers uh, event there in late. Actually, and that's what it was. It was a surprise this. announcement out there, actually, on behalf of Sports Central. That we'll be announcing there. Yeah, so yeah. Um, we'll be back. So bring up. your microphone, Bob, We'll if be you come. we'll be back
0: out there in late August for uh, an Oilers uh, sponsors event as well. So, Corey, yes, looking, good. Looking forward to that. Um, hero, heroes. That's that's the other thing. Like when guys sit there and oh, you know, he was a hero for the Raptors. Like, do you think? Do you think maybe?
1: I think we're past athletes uh, being heroes. I'm with You know you. who's a hero? Guys that are heroes are, are I'm going to say this, I'm a, a guy that's a big part of Sports Central too, but a guy like Colton Preco to me is a young hero because of the things he does. You know, he was the conduit that with Layla, the girl in right. St. Louis. He takes the Stanley Cup on his day. Where does he go? Takes it to the stallery, right? Right. And a lot of guys... And then down on the invitationals yeah, and to the Brick Invitational. Yeah, and then kid. a bunch of kids at the Brick Invitational. There you right, go. Right. To me, that's what a hero does. You okay. know, it's not about a hero. Everybody, not everybody, lots of guys win championships, but they're not heroes. Did you ever, you know, we know about Schindler's List, right? Yeah. We, we know about, did you, do
0: you, do you remember Joe Schlesinger was CBC? Fantastic, Fantastic reporter, right? Basically the best international reporter mm-hmm. they had for a number of years. Joe Schlesinger, do you know that's his, a long time ago. Do, do you know. know his story? No. That he was rescued out of the Czech Republic? Okay. There was, I, I never, like, I, I, I remember coming across this just because Joe died this past year and I was... Okay. Uh, so anyways, back, you know, Czechoslovakia in, yes. in the late 1930s, basically Slovakia submitted to the, uh, and it's all, I, I don't want to get any text to be like, that's not what happened. It's generally, there was a bit of a split in the people. Mm-hmm. And the Slovaks have tried to distance themselves historically from their involvement with the Nazis, right? But mm-hmm. the bottom line here is there was this British fellow that went over there. He was a stockbroker. Okay. and he basically found a way to get about 670 kids, Jewish kids, Jewish kids yeah. from the Czech, uh, Czechoslovakia, into Britain. And he never said a word. Right for 50 years. <laughs> That's so, awesome. Like, until, <laughs> that like, guy's a hero. That guy's <laughs> a hero. His name, by the way, is uh, Sir Nicholas Winton. Mm-hmm. So for 50 years, he kept... They went through some documents and found documentation. He actually forged documentation huh? to get these kids adopted by some British families and throughout Europe and that sort of thing. Schlesinger obviously ended up in Canada, ended up going to UBC. And that's how I found it because I, when he died, I read his bio and I was like, holy, you know. UBC. Like, you know, yeah. and there you go. So, but no, I mean, a terrific, like, he was the number one reporter. Anyways, Brendan, uh, there is a link I want you to send out. It's uh, from our Reuters Now account. Sir Nicholas Winton, uh, BBC program, That's Life, and it's uh, they brought the kids to meet the guy who did it because they never knew who did it. Right. It's incredible. That's that's heroism. That's like, a hero. Like Kawhi Leonard, winning not just Kawhi, any guy who just wins a championship. Like, 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 frankly, you're paid to try to win a championship. That, that's and, that's what it comes <laughs> the Territory. There's there's kids that love Golden State that love Golden State. They don't think Kawhi's a, a right. hero, right? So that is fair. Anyhow, uh, pretty cool story. So well, I'm, I'm sure so, a, I'm sure some of you have probably heard of this guy. Uh, Sir Nicholas Winton. but we're gonna put a tweet out uh, with the uh, link. Uh, today on it so it's it's it's
1: an interesting one for me because I just think we we and i i blame america america loves that word hero it's all about heroes everybody's a hero uh i think that <laughs> i blame america boy that's i blame america because they that's where the term that to me is where the term hero gets overused think so yep do you think anybody's going to look back at donald trump and think he's a hero well here this is a sports talk show uh <laughs> We've morphed in a lot of different areas on today's show. But I don't think that it's necessarily fair to athletes to say to every athlete, hey, you gotta be a hero. Like I'd certainly like to see athletes, you know, use their fame and notoriety for good. Yeah. I mean I think that's fair. There we, are people there, athletes too. There but, are people that
0: do charitable things spec that nobody well, knows for about. Sure What's the old for saying? Sure. Money talks but wealth
1: whispers. Right? And, right. But we don't we don't look at accountants and say, Hey, how many hospital visits did you make this year? Right. We don't look at radio guys and say, Hey, you yeah. know, how many charitable things have you done? Like if you want to do it, do it, and we, right. we respect and, you for right. it. But I don't think it's fair to athletes to say, hey, you're an athlete, that means you got to be a hero. That right. means that you are got to be a role model for every young kid. I'd like to see athletes be role models.
0: You, but- I, I, we've had players in town that like going to the hospitals. Now, some of those guys were single and didn't have kids themselves, and then there's some other guys who are fathers whose kids were going through their own challenges and mm-hmm. did it's, not, you know, they're, 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 and it just knocked the crap out of them when they ended up doing those sort of visits. So it's... Uh, it's a, it's a, it's an interesting uh, perspective, but anyhow, one that uh, in light of the Kawhi thing, it, you know, I think most of us would say, should he have his jersey retired by the Raptors?
1: I would say no. Sorry, we should Kyle up, Lowry should open up your text lines yeah, see gonna. what they say about that. I yeah. would certainly uh, echo that, Bob. I would say no. You got it. to me. It's just longevity. Yeah, and again, uh, putting a. a, a, a Number up in the rafters, to me, that's got very little to do with what's going on off the ice or off the court. That's about how well you played in that uniform. And give me three or four more years like he just had, and I'm raising his number in Toronto. All
0: right, here we go. in one year. Old school in Calgary here. Great show, Bob. The Leonard argument has a strong case. Leonard has more people talking about Toronto than any other Toronto athlete ever has. The text goes on to say, think about it, besides North America, people in Europe, China, and Africa, know uh, who know Kawhi Leonard and the Raptors are because of what he did. Because of today's media, he may also be the most recognizable Toronto athlete, especially south of the border. I love the show, but the rest of the world doesn't revolve around hockey. I'm a proud Canadian Edmontonian, but hockey's actually small in the sports world. There's a perspective on it. And again, mm-hmm. you can text us at six thirty six 6.30, six thirty six thirty. Mark says, Bob, today people have no frame of reference. I have four kids. They're being taught about the heroism of D-Day. They have no idea of what actually happened on that day. You can text us at 6.30, 6.30. Where was this one out of Lloydminster. Minster? Uh... uh <laughs> I'm not even. Mm. Lloyd, I can't read your text because it's not true. That's part of the issue as to why I can't read your text. Bob, should Ebbetton hang Ryan Smith's jersey? Well, there's a
1: conversation about that one, for sure.
0: Someone who is a true Oiler but didn't win a championship. It's more important to honor the person who's a true leader on a team or who played a bigger role in winning the championship. I'd say Jason Smith was a bigger leader to the Oilers in terms of in the room than Ryan Smith, but Ryan Smith was a very productive Ryan player. Ryan Smith was Ryan a Smith, great Order for he de- a long he deserves, time Ryan Smith deserves to have his jersey retired as an Oiler. Well, that is a given. He will not end up in the Hockey Hall of Fame.
1: Okay. I would, I would say that you know there's only a few guys to me like, what about Doug Waite? A hell of an order for a good period of time. Yeah, and best t- player on the team for a long time. For about five years or six yeah, he was years. Good, and he was good and a terrific and guy, a terrific deal. person. Yeah, terrific absolute. person. All but right, it's- Smitty too, man. You, you find a hole in Smitty's game other than he went offside too much. <laughs> he I've was a good, good it- player for a long time. Oh, oh, man, that's productive- like the- Clutch. Right. The, he was a good tough. player for a long time. Pick his teeth off the ice, come yeah, back, play next shift. He was a good
0: shift. player for a long time, 100%. Me? So that's And that's the sort of guy. When you're a good player for a long time in a city and organization, your jersey does get retired. When they. Like literally bled for the team. That's a guy that you would say. But you got to be a good player team. in that role. Like that's he's a good player. Twelve fifty-eight Edmonton. We're going to take a timeout off to a global news weather traffic update with Kerry McAfee. More of a Stoffer inspector when we return on Oilers Now.
1: Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio six thirty. Chad.